Hello, everybody. Welcome to Melly Watches. I'm Kelsey Davis. And I'm Melody Heber, your co-hosts with the mostess. Oh, no. Now you're doing it. We did it again. We did do it again. Maybe it'll be a thing. This is the inaugural episode of Melly Watches. Where we actually watched a movie this time. Yeah, based off of your votes. So we had a neck and neck competition. We did. Of Alice in Wonderland versus Pete's Dragon. Always the original versions. Yes. We're never going to do remakes. It's always going to be movies from Kelsey's childhood. So just always keep that in mind. So in the, the neck and neck race, Pete's Dragon won, pulled around ahead. So that was the first movie that we watched and boy do i have some thoughts on this movie yeah you got a whole page and a half of thoughts oh yes and we are gonna get to that and maybe i'll post a picture of my notes for everyone to see the complete and utter scrambling and scribbling that i was doing during this movie you don't scribble your handwriting looks like a font (laughs) that is a really great thing that i love about myself it's important to love things about yourself i often am inspired by myself like leslie (laughs) no Again, with the Parks and Rec things, it's immediate. It's the best show. It is the best show. Okay, so Kelsey's going to give an overview of the movie. Yes. Based on, so the rules are, I have to limit the words to the percentage of freshness on Rotten Tomatoes. For example, Pete's Dragon has 52% freshness rating clinging on to a thread of being fresh thread of fresh a thread of fresh yellow red leather yellow leather (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is kelsey's breakdown of pete's dragon in 52 words or less pete and his animated dragon elliot arrive in passamaquoddy maine where pete tries to assimilate by joining nora and her alcoholic father lampy the gogans who bought pete from an orphanage team up with con man Doc Terminus and Hoagie to take Pete and use Elliot for potions. Nora misses her sailor Paul. What is that voice that you're doing right now? That is my Parks and Rec NPR jazz plus jazz, jazz equals jazz. jazz. Now I'm Ryan Merbles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're doing that every time you give your review. Then. 100%. Oh man. I'm pumped about that. Again, you guys should all probably just watch, watch Parks, Parks and, and Rec or you're not None of this is going to be funny to you, even if it is in the first place. So, all right. My movie breakdown. Start at the beginning. (sighs) All right. So, Peace Dragon came out in 1977. Important Important. note here. And it is set in Victorian era Maine. Yes. So, we're setting the stage there. So, literally. Right. I forgot that the credits used to be at the beginning of movies and mm-hmm. you had to painfully sit through five minutes. You had to wait. Yeah. And you, you couldn't fast forward it. You couldn't, you just had to sit there and wait and just wait for that shit to get over. Yep. But it was kind of nostalgic though, because mm-hmm. I, as soon as that came up, I was like, Oh yeah. It's like when you hear the laugh track on a TV show, like on oh, friends yeah. and yeah. you're like, Oh, that used to be a thing. Yeah, and That's it, not a thing anymore. It startles you. Yeah. Like you, you notice it. You're like, constantly. stop trying to make me laugh because you're laughing. I'll laugh when, when I, I laugh. want to laugh. I have. So that was pretty cool, though. It, and it's kind of fun to see all those names at the beginning, you know, Mickey Rooney and all these mm-hmm. old actors and actresses that you just don't even think of anymore. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, then immediately, Pete is floating through the air, and you have no idea why. He's and riding it, the dragon. I mean, sure. 
use the title, some context clues, but that looks very weird that how he's floating and you can tell that it's 100% like some old fishing wire that's dragging tell. this kid through the air. We can tell. Sure, because it's 2019 and now we can and do cool stuff. Like make cats. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> we're not talking about that movie. Okay. So that was, I was like, okay, we're, we're getting off on a rough start here. So I wasn't necessarily super thrilled about that. And one of my notes says, uh, cartoon and human is dot, dot, dot rough. Cause you can tell that he's like clearly looking in a different direction of like where he Pete or where Elliot is supposed to be. Right. Why didn't, I mean, I'm sure they use green screens and the way that they make people know where to look for green screens is they have like essentially a right. tennis, a green tennis ball on right. the end of a stick or whatever. Or like in uh, guardians of the galaxy, Sean Gunn dressed up, and a little green outfit, and then squatted down to be Rocket. Right. So I, I don't know. It was, it was very um, good brother noticeable. energy. It was very noticeable. But again, 1977. So. And he was a child, so right. he, you know, he acted an amount. I think this was his first movie. Parking lot. Parking lot. Our first parking lot. And write it down as an actual parking lot. So Peter's. So Peter's movie. Pete movie creds. There you go. So who knows? I, I think it's his first movie, but we'll see about that. So this weird ass dirty family is the looking Gogans. the Gogans is looking for Pete because mm-hmm. they own him. They have purchased him for fifty dollars. Plus legal fees. Plus legal fees. They have a bill of sale for this child. So, you know, maybe that's something to discuss in does this work in twenty nineteen? Right. So you immediately feel bad for Pete because you know he's had a pretty shitty life on the get-go. But he also has uh, an imaginary dragon friend. So there's that. The movie immediately kicks off with that kind of weird shit. And then Elliot starts his weird dragon antics of being an asshole. And then the Gogan family falls into this mysterious mud pit that comes out of nowhere in this seemingly He wasn't being an asshole. He was knocking them down because they're bad people. Well, sure. But then this starts the, the beginning of... Elliot being a dick though, and just like not knowing how to be an invisible dragon, like do get you th- your shit together. Do you think that he was mirroring the maturity level of Pete? Maybe. Hmm. Man, that was really deep for <laughs> Pete's Thanks. dragon movie. So, it, whatever they escape, the Gogans give up, and. In a symbolic gesture, Elliot heats up an apple for Pete. And all I can think of is like, that is disgusting. He just made an apple hot and gives it to Pete. Is like, hi, friend. I love you. And I'm sorry that this family's trying to get you back. Here's a warm apple. Maybe you- the sugars in the apple caramelized or something. No. It's like fire. No. You know what makes apple pie good? Sugar. Cinnamon. Butter. Crust. crust all the good mm. things the apple is just a tertiary element of fruit and texture just like anything else so warming it up does nothing to it it changes it i'm sure i don't know man i i'd be pissed if you were just <clears throat> like here's a hot apple i love you here's some pine cones on a stick <laughs> they're lovely i mean he's essentially doing the same thing a show of love is a show of love peter pete peter i'm using his his, his, his formal name. name. <laughs> his Peter, 
Peter Van Orphan. Peter of the Dragon. <laughs> this isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> Pete has never experienced love as far as we know. Right. His parents are gone. So do they ever say what happens to his parents? Like how no. does Pete get sold? He was sold by the or- by the orphanage. Because oh, he said yeah. when he was talking to Nora that when he ran away the first time that the orphan home sent him back. So that means that the orphanage sold sold Pete to the Gogans. And these people are dirty and nasty. So it's obvious that that is not a good home for him to go to. All right. Easy social worker. We'll we'll get there. I just want everyone to be happy and safe and fed. And (laughs) I want to bake a cake of rainbow and smiles and everyone will eat it and be happy. All right. So the apples, (laughs) the hot apple exchange happens. And then Hot Apple Exchange band name called it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Muscle confusion. So they exchange the apple, whatever. And then apparently this is a bit of a musical. There's a lot it of- is a musical. It's a Disney movie. I know. There's always songs in Disney movies. I know. But the song that they sing just felt really weird to me. It, it, it just was like a weird dynamic of like that. They were like in love. They were expressing their love for each other. Yeah. It just felt weird. It's just, I love you. I I have a friend now. It's not easy to find someone who cares. It's not easy to find an invisible dragon friend in 1977. Let's sing a song about it. (laughs) I mean. I bet in 77 a lot of people found an invisible dragon friend. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) And it was called LSD at Woodstock. That's the dragon's formal name. (laughs) His given dragon name. So they stumble onto Passamacorp. Quad D, is that right? Yeah. Nailed you it. did it. <laughs> Better than that stupid doctor. Well, oh, trust. We'll get to that stupid bit. So they get to the town. Pete's walking through it with his invis- invisible dragon friend. And then Elliot's an asshole and just can't function and walk properly and be like, oh, here's wet concrete. I guess I won't stomp around in it. Let me take down this fence because I don't know about my body's dimensions and how I'm going to exist in space. It's hard to know how you exist in space, Mel. It is hard, especially when you're an invisible cartoon dragon. You've probably never been taught how to exist in space or anything. He follows his own rules. Yeah, he does live life by his own rules. So He's a rebel. (laughs) A loner. So they go through the town. Elliot's an (laughs) asshole. They go through everything. They're like, get out of here. You're the worst. You're ruining everything. You made the fish go away. Right, which. That's real. Yeah, everyone's just completely... Fishermen are notoriously superstitious. Right. They're very mean to him. So they walk up, you know, disrupt the school, and the stupid-ass teacher is, like, yelling at Pete. And we flash forward then to the bar, and this immediately struck me. The kids were going to school, Mm -hmm. and they were late getting to school. So Mm -hmm. school starts at typically 8 a.m.? Sure. I don't know, in that era, maybe later. I don't know anything about school times in Victorian. Parking lot. (laughs) I am not researching that. (laughs) So, all right. Well, we we will say it is presumably 8 to 9 a.m. Sure. And they flash over to the bar that is completely full. Like, it's a rush. Of hammered people they're lit 8 or 9 a.m now unless you are still out from the night before which Which is still a feat rager i mean way to get after it why is the whole town drunk it's not the whole town it's all the dudes all the dudes are at that bar there's like not a single chick in there yeah it's all the dudes just getting lit up at 8 a.m sounds great 
I mean, fine, on like a Saturday, <laughs> and you're in college, Saturday, and you have no life. Saturday. But that was very strange to me that that wasn't weird to anybody that the whole town's drunk. So again, Pete's, Pete and Elliot are walking around, and does Elliot... Can, can Pete see Elliot while he's invisible? So, like, he looks in his general direction, like, when at the very beginning when he's hiding, he's like, no, don't flip your tail around. Don't do this. Do, don't do that. Yeah. That so maybe indi- he can. That indicates to me that he can he see him. He can see him because he's invisible he's, and saying, don't flip right, your tail. Right. Wow. But no one else can see him. Yeah. Even when he leaves his dragon footprints in concrete, this must be Peter's fault. It must be. Peter. Peter. He's formal. in trouble now. If this is because of Peter Sullivan. That's why I keep calling him Peter. <laughs> oh, I love Peter Sullivan. So, I also don't understand why Elliot <clears throat> doesn't just speak English. He he clicks like the predator. I said, the clicking like predator, exclamation point, dead. He clicks and huffs. Mm-hmm. Can, burp, burp, burp. Yeah. Can understand English spoken to him, mm-hmm. but cannot communicate back in English. Maybe it was some sort of blasphemy to have a non an animal not made by the Lord speaking English. That's a journey to go on right there. I don't know. I mean dragons are magic and magic is the devil, so maybe they're trying to tame it back. Sure. He was also a cartoon mm-hmm. and everybody else was real. So if that's what we're taming back, that's a real weird choice here. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the dragon speaks like Predator. I don't get this at all. Now we fast forward to this crazy-ass doctor coming in. Doc Terminus. Doc Terminus. Doc Terminus. Yeah. Terminus like the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what they're doing. I'm picking up what they're throwing down there. So he comes in full-on just flying into town like an idiot. On like a cart with the with a steering wheel. Yeah, and the anchor that the guy is able to throw out with one arm effortlessly... That then rips through the town and rips off the... It destroys the fence. It destroys the fence. And the cement. A cement. A porch. And rips off a porch. But again, he was able to effortlessly lift it with one arm and toss it off the back of this hauling ass cart. Cart kiosk, cart kiosk. (laughs) And it does nothing. I I just, I don't get it. Again, 1977. 1977 was a crazy time, man. So he's trying to push off his medicine here. And... The other thing that stuck out to me, he is pushing this medicine. So his his little sidekick guy to help him do this is dressing up like an old woman and Mm -hmm. a man and Mm -hmm. whoever. This town is presumably quite small because based off the amount of kids in class, there's probably what, 20 kids in that class. Yeah. And then the town. It's a one room schoolhouse. And then the town, the townspeople don't seem weirded out by the fact that this strange woman and man that they've never seen before are suddenly cured of their ailments. Like she can hear and he can skip around and they're all like, yeah, take my money. Like give us your snake oils. It's a fish. Oh no. It's a fishing village. Maybe they think that he, the two came in from the outskirts of town or from on a boat. But they had seen the doctor before, mm-hmm. so they knew who he was. They knew he was shenanigans. Yeah, but yet they still because they were mad. They still buy all of the stuff from him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any. He sense. He said that he got those from France. Oh right, right. So, so those are better why. than the ones that he had before because they came from France. Right. Another thing, the bottles of Walcom snake oils. Snake oils. 
the bottles of those looked like bottles of Dr. McGillicuddy. You know that alcohol? It's like the, we used to have it at the bar. It was like um, like a, a red kind, and it, they're uh, we'll have to put it in the parking lot. So we'll have to look it up. But they look like bottles of Dr. McGillicuddy, and I'm gonna post a picture of one of his snake oils and one of the bottles of that because that immediately looks like bottles of booze to me. And I thought that that was hilarious and maybe some weird draw to that. So, Oh yeah, it totally does look like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, like those. Yeah. Menthol mint. Like they're red and they're, they're schnapps. They're schnapps liquors. So whatever he sells the snake oils, he goes through the whole thing. Then he does that, that song where he couldn't possibly get the town name, right? Which, I'll give him credit for the fact that that dialogue was actually probably pretty hard. As an actor, yeah. that is a feat. That's yeah. some, like, modern major general shit. Yeah, and he's singing it quickly. He's mm-hmm. singing it. He's doing it quickly. He's mispronouncing it in a whole bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. And to be able to remember all of that mm-hmm. and get through that is pretty incredible Significant. To me. But also, the bit is dead. Like, mm-hmm. I'm horse, over it. done. Like, horse drawn over. Please stop. We get it. He doesn't know the name of the damn town. Please stop saying it and singing it because Lord knows that's not the last time we're going to hear him mispronounce that. So again, I don't know. I kind of black out for a little while because this movie is just taking a hundred years at the hour point. I turn to Kelsey and say, please, please. How much time is left in this movie? And there's an hour, a whole hour. Now, again, we are an hour into this. And seemingly no plot. Mm-hmm. We have no plot for this movie. I don't understand what's going on. The plot is that Pete and Elliot are trying to assimilate to the town. Got it. With Nora and the alcoholic Lampy. Got it. Which also brings up that Nora finds this kid. Mm-hmm. And In the cave. And he's just like, oh, hi, kid, that I just stumbled into this cave to find. Come live with me now. You seem dirty and don't have any parents. I'm going to save you. Maybe, like, uh, call somebody. and be like On a phone? fair like send a a letter and be like i I found a kid or let's go talk to this mayor who's always got a cigar in his hand that's never lit and always wets it somehow wets every time we're flashing forward to him why don't we tell somebody that we found this kid the kid they've all seen the kid they all know who this kid is Sure, yeah, he's that shitbag kid with a dragon (laughs) obviously that no one can see the shitbag kid with the dragon the dragon kid's back (laughs) Ghosts in your blood. Why don't you do cocaine about it? So, okay, yeah, she finds the kid, doesn't tell anybody about it, whatever. I can't handle the fact that we've still got an hour left of this movie, but then this precious little song comes up. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful little song, which 100% should be sung in 2019, and it's so sweet about making room. There's room for everyone in the world, and you know my little bleeding heart of love was overjoyed by that. And a thing, like, this song was prompted because the school lady was a complete bitch to this kid. Yeah. And... Mother Goose. Why, why, why are you coming into my class, class, room, 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 room? Like Max Headroom. I know. But also, what is your note on it? <laughs> my my note says, is the teacher the goose from Charlotte's Web? Rhyming and repeating. She always said everything in threes. Yeah, dragon wagon. Dragon wagon wagon, dragon wagon, dragon wagon wagon. No, he can't come into my class. So no, he was not, she was not the goose. Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched was the goose. Well, it'd have been a lot cooler if that was the goose, because <laughs> that would have made me really drive my point home. So 
we get through all the songs, whatever. Now we finally start to learn the points and plot of this movie. Is right. That Dr. McGillicuddy is what I'm going to call him. Dr. McGillicuddy <laughs> wants to steal Elliot to make his snake oils yeah. slash booze. My Dragon eyes. fat is for burns. Right. Dragon tears will clear up your skin. Yeah. Or he's going to pour it to make like a Vegas bomb the next day. Who knows? So he's trying to steal. Dr. McGillicuddy's trying to steal Elliot. Elliot. And then the weird the family, Gogans. the Gogans, are trying to get Pete. Pete. Peter, his formal name. Peter. Trying to get Peter back because, you know, they, they, they want to make him a him. child laborer to do all the work so that they can just, I don't know, sit around their filth. Right. Shelly Winters is the mom mm. of the Gogans. Shelly Winters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moral of the story, Some red no hair. surprise. Scotch tape and red hair dye. Uh, Elliot saves the day. He saves the town from catastrophe. He helps find Paul, who's been lost at sea for a year. Um, he got a num- pneumonia. He got amnesia. Right. And then somehow, his somehow, air quotes, his mm-hmm. bed knocked, like flipped over and he hit his head and his brain came back. I mean, that sounds like straight out of Days of Our Lives. Oh, that too. (laughs) Or actually, let's take it up a notch. Dr. Drake Ramore (laughs) falling down an elevator chute. I mean, same shit here. So Elliot saves the day. We're all richer in the end for the experience. It's Mm. been a wonderful journey. So it's no surprise that that happens. And then they all, the whole town that literally like four days ago said, there's no room for you in this town or your stupid invisible dragon is, are now singing about how wonderful this dragon is. And they're bringing in all this fish and like suddenly everything's fixed and wonderful. Disney, man, Disney, Disney took a real hot turn there. Dig. But the, I would say the biggest point that I would take from this is that because at the end it was sad when Elliot goes away and he's got his little his little tear that falls down his face because he has to fly away. Which I might add, he defies gravity like a hummingbird with these tiny little wings and his big giant ass dragon body. He can just fly out to the storm. Why are you the fat sea. shaming him? I'm not fat shaming him. Saying, Don't fat shame the dragon. He defies gravity with his tiny wings. He is green. He is green, but. So he's like a hum- he's like a hummingbird dragon. So he saves the day. We're all richer in the end. Hooray! Movie's over. So it was super sweet though, because it was I like the idea that Elliot arrives to come help kids in need, mm-hmm. and like I think we can all relate to not having like an unclear path in childhood and wondering where life is going to take you and wishing you had that invisible friend who would just protect you and help you and get you out of any situation. So that that point's pretty sweet. Yeah, but also fuck up some cement and some fences and make some guy lose a lot of eggs. Why was that guy carrying so many eggs? So many It was eggs. like Gus in Cinderella oh, with the corn. Like, why do you have so many eggs stacked? Don't you have like a donkey with a cart that can do that? Or just a cart that you pull yourself? I don't know. All right, so. So many eggs. Uh, we'll get back to the egg thing. So would this movie no, work? No, we won't. In, no, we won't. Would this movie work in 2019? I say no, no because so you much can't child abuse. sell a child slavery or abuse them, and the social worker and Kelsey would shut so that. So much child abuse, all this alcoholism that they're making seem kind of like not good, but also, haha! Look how charming Lampy is. He thinks he saw a dragon. What a drunken dipshit! <laughs> He's so idiot. charming and funny. Oh, let's not forget they gave the dragon booze. Yeah, they drunk him up, and then he like fired he made fire happen out of his face because he had 
all the booze, booze and then they freaked out. Right. So, no. This movie does not work in 2019, even though they did a remake in it 16. It barely worked in 77. That's true. So, watch rating. One to five. The only reason I'm not giving this zero is because, A, the scale is one to five, and B, that precious damn little song about making room for everybody in the world, and the fact that Elliot helps Pete and saves him from all the bad shit and helps him find love and a family. Elliot's a social worker. He's a dragon social worker. Welcome to the club, Elliot. Oh, that's sweet. No wonder you wanted all that alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give this movie a singular watch. One watch because I would not watch this again. Yeah. Please, dear God, don't make me watch this again. What's your score? Um, So the last time I watched this movie full out was probably 15 years ago, if not more. And I uh, remembered it differently. As you do. And I would uh, only give it one watch as well. One fucking watch. One fucking watch. When you talk, you talked about this movie like it shaped your childhood. Candle on the Water is one of my favorite Disney songs. It is beautiful. It's about eternal love and just support and just being a beacon of love and hope. So, yes. And also, There's Room for Everyone in This World is a beautiful song. The whole soundtrack is fun, except for the one in the beginning where the Gogans are talking about how they're going to beat the shit out of the kid. Yeah. Which, the Gogan, the short-haired one, is Kaniki from Greece. Gross. Yeah, of gross. Of course he is. All right. So, I think we covered... Everything. Everything. I don't even think we have any parking lot items. No parking lot items. I'm going to take that as a win. That is a win. We covered it all. All right. So, that's the first episode. Hopefully, we made you laugh as much as the first one. The origin story episode. Mm. Be sure to follow us on our socials. We're on Facebook at at Melly Watches Pod. We're on Twitter at Melly Watches Pod. And our email is Melly Watches Podcast at gmail.com. Please email us some movies that you would like to add to the list. I know we've gotten some suggestions of Splash. We got mm. a suggestion of The Gods Must Be Crazy. We've gotten uh, a couple of things added in. So just kind of post your thoughts. Let us know. That you're listening, let us know what you think. Give us some ideas for some movies that you think would be fun. One important thing, Melly does not do scary. Right, yeah. I'm not going to watch scary movies, so just like It's just not going to happen. Don't even send them over. I don't find it entertaining to be scared. It's not fun for me. So only happy things or weird, creepy cartoon dragons from 1977. Whatever. Same (laughs) diff. Have you seen Sword in the Stone? No. Aha! We're adding that. (laughs) Another to the list. All right. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Bye.